It was sometime around March 10th, 2020, that we made the decision to cancel our baby shower. Doug and I had to really think about the situation going on in the world. And at that time, honestly, we kind of felt like things were being blown out of proportion. We didn't really understand what was happening. We didn't have any clue about the consequences that would later ensue due to the fact that many people thought that it was just like the flu. COVID-19 was taking over our lives in a way that no one could have been prepared for. Well, okay, (laughs) maybe we could have been a little bit better prepared, but you know what I mean. No one could have imagined it. And at that moment, around March 10th, we really had no idea how bad it was going to get. And a couple days later, I had a bit of a panic attack. I don't remember all the details, but I do recall that one of the things that triggered it was watching the news and seeing how people were basically ransacking grocery stores. They were going and filling up on water, soap, toilet paper, all the essentials. And you would go to the grocery store at that point and couldn't find bread. I couldn't find eggs. I remember there was a time where I couldn't even get detergent. I mean, I don't even have to tell you. I think we all pretty much remember this, right? But the thing is, in that moment, all I could think of was, how am I going to feed my babies? How am I going to be able to get through this pregnancy and feed not just myself, but these two babies that I'm carrying inside of me? And I went into full mode panic. I felt like I couldn't breathe and I felt like the walls were closing in on me. It was a really scary moment for me and I think for my husband as well. The very next morning, I made the decision and the commitment to start meditating every day. Someone once told me that mindfulness is the state between stimulus and response. And I know for a fact that if I had not started meditating every day and I had done it consistently for a while, I don't think I would have gotten through the birth of my twins. And I honestly don't think I would have gotten through this past year. So if there's one thing that you're going to be intentional about this year, just one thing. And look, I don't really fully believe in setting New Year's resolutions because it's all bullshit. We end up not doing them anyway, and then we just feel guilty about it. But if there's one thing that you're going to be able to focus on and just be more intentional about, let it be mindfulness. Because trust me when I tell you that it's the only thing that we can truly control in this crazy world. You're listening to Diferente. Estás escuchando Diferente, the bilingual podcast where we celebrate and explore the complexities of living life between two or more cultures. I'm your host, Maribel Quesada-Smith, a producer and creative consultant from Mexico City, living in the U.S., loves hip-hop and cumbia. I created Diferente to learn, laugh, and grow alongside you with stories and interviews that relate to the bicultural experience. Let's get started. Uh, Before we start our meditation, I just want to talk about self-acceptance, just accepting who we are and accepting what we're going through. It doesn't mean the same thing as settling and not doing anything about it or not trying to do things to change. I'm talking about accepting where you are at this moment and accepting who you are at this moment, just at this moment, because we spend a lot of time and money trying to change who we are. And in reality, it's not necessarily who we are that we need to change. It's what we're doing. What you were just listening to there was one of my April meditations from 2020 where I would get up in the morning, start IG Live, and I would just do a guided meditation. Sometimes it was just me. No one else was coming on. And sometimes I had several people on board and we all did it together. 
But that was my commitment to myself to get up every morning, do 10 minutes of meditation live so that I could help myself and at the same time help others. I'm not a meditation expert. I'm not a mindfulness expert. I'm just a student of life who has found meditation and mindfulness very helpful. And I've seen how it has shaped the way that I think and the way that I respond to stimuli. So let's start at the beginning. What is meditation? One of the best definitions that I have found about meditation is that it's a set of techniques that are intended to encourage a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. I read this on verywellmind.com. And they further define it as meditation is also a conscience changing technique that has been shown to have a wide number of benefits on psychological well-being. And I would argue that it also has a lot of benefits on your physical well-being as well. And forgive me if this sounds a little bit patronizing if you already knew this information and I'm just repeating something you already understand. But the other day I realized that when I was talking to a friend and she said, what is the definition of meditation? Like, how would you actually properly define that? I couldn't give her an answer. So I thought, hey, you know what? I've been doing this for years and I don't even know the full official definition. So let me just look it up and share that with everybody else because I feel that even though you've been doing this for a while, you might not know it either. So it's a good way to be able to set a better foundation so that you can also share what it means with other people. Now, what I've learned throughout the years is that there are many different ways of meditation and many forms that you can use meditation to create a more peaceful, stress-free, relaxing life. And not just that, but like I said before, where you can access that cognitive state in your mind between stimulus and response, that state where you are present, the state where you are accepting where you are able to remove yourself from whatever is going on around you. I mean, some of this stuff will not be achieved right away, obviously. It's like a muscle. You have to work at it to develop this sense of mindfulness. But there are many different types. So let's talk about some of the most popular ones. So we have mindfulness meditation, which is one of my favorite ways to meditate. Also spiritual meditation. We have movement, mantra meditation, progressive relaxation. And one of the best ones I think that we can do is the loving kindness meditation. I've done that in my lives. And I think that meditation is not just about what it's doing to you, but it's also about what it can do for other people. Like when you meditate and when you access that part of your brain that allows you to assess and reflect a little bit better before responding, you are effectively becoming a better person because you are not as easily stimulated and you're not as reactive. So you can actually spread loving kindness, not just because you meditate, but because you actually learn how to be and react better. Also, the loving kindness meditation can be about sending that energy to other people, sending love and kindness to others. I like to do an empathy meditation as well, and compassion that shares the feeling with other people around you and people that may not be so close to you. Another one of my favorite ways to meditate is the observing meditation. Have you ever seen that little GIF or um, meme that's going around social media all the time that talks about five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, 
one thing you can taste. That's just my variation of it. I don't know if I got it all the way correct. But the idea is that you're observing, you're taking time and a moment to actually observe what's going on right there in the moment around you. The observing meditation is similar in the sense that you are observing what's going on with your body. How does your arm feel? How do your legs feel? Do you feel tension in your jaw, in your shoulders? Some other people call it noting. And another way to do observing meditation, which I learned last year, was, for example, you could walk. You could take a walk and just observe what's going on around you as you're walking. Slowly and gently take note of how the leaves might be rustling in the wind, how it sounds, how the wind might feel against your skin, how the, the, how the clouds might move slowly in, across the sky. Maybe if you hear birds chirping, things like that, where you take note of what's going on. I consider that to also be part of an observing meditation. Another great form of meditation is visualization. And that was a really good one last year because we couldn't go anywhere. So I used to do every week, I would do like visualization Fridays where I would visualize a place that I wanted to go to or a place that I had been to and I loved. And I would just take myself back to that moment in time or to the way that that place felt to me, to what it smelled, to what the sounds were like, what the wind felt like. I would take myself back there through visualization. And it was fantastic because it was almost like we were traveling back to some of our favorite places. Or maybe we were traveling to places that we'd never been to, but we were almost visualizing ourselves there already. Okay, I don't want to take up the entire episode talking about the different types of meditation because honestly, we could go on forever. But this is also another favorite of mine, and it's sound meditation. I experienced sound meditation for the first time a couple of years ago in Florida, and it was amazing. It was a 30-minute session where we all laid down, and there was somebody in the middle with these sound bowls or singing bowls. And they were just going from one bowl to the other to the other, making different sounds. And as we meditated, we just kind of immersed ourselves in the sound and let that kind of take us somewhere else. I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, because like I said, I'm not the expert, but it was amazing. And I highly recommend you trying it. I'm sure you can find a sound meditation online. In fact, I did one on YouTube a few weeks ago, so search for it, and that's another one of my favorite types of meditation. No, 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 please, please breathe. Just, you know, exhala, exhala, inhala, exhala. It, it happens all the time. You know, it's very hard for normal people like you. If you're going to do nothing else, like I said before, then take that advice that you just heard from Rogelio de la Vega in Jane the Virgin and focus on your breathing. Inhala, exhala. Inhale, exhale. At the very beginning of my journey, I learned breathing. So I know it sounds kind of weird, like we all know how to breathe, but <laughs> believe it or not, most people are breathing incorrectly, including myself. Oftentimes, I find that I'm breathing through my mouth as I'm speaking, and I think it's just a bad habit. I don't know where I developed it or where I picked it up, but I'm trying to be more aware of that. Anyway, so breathing in through our nose, filling our stomachs, and then having that breath kind of expand our chest and our rib cage is one of the best ways and correct ways to breathe. And then exhaling 
through either your mouth or you can do it through your nose, slowly releasing that air and slowly kind of letting your stomach sink in. If you can just at least start practicing your breathing, honestly, it's going to make all the world of difference in your day to day because you can actually consciously stop yourself in the middle of chaos or in the middle of your day when you are at your busiest or when you're feeling super stressed and just take some deep, deep breaths and you will start to notice a difference in how you can process information and how you can react to things. The majority of the time when we're stressed, we're not actually breathing correctly. We're not breathing deep or we're not even breathing at all sometimes. I mean, of course, uh, we're, we're breathing because otherwise we, might, <laughs> we would not survive. But you know what I mean? Like you start to breathe a little bit more shallow. That's when, when people start having panic attacks. Usually they're blowing into a bag. Well, it's because they need to breathe in. They need to focus on something. And the breathing really helps to kind of take your mind off of whatever is causing you the panic or the stress. So just remember, inhale, exhale. And also, as you start being more aware of your breath, you can remember to breathe in longer and take longer to exhale. The longer you breathe in and the longer you exhale, the more oxygen that your brain receives. And here comes a disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I'm not an expert. So please go ahead and do your own research. Talk to your doctor if you need to learn how to breathe properly, because I will not be sued for you saying that I taught you how to breathe because no, no, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I am just sharing what works with me. So I'm pretty sure we have really self-sufficient and smart people listening to this podcast. So I don't think I need to be that specific, but you know what I mean. So let's go back in time again. It's now June 5th, 2020, and it is time to go to the hospital and deliver these babies. Let me tell you that I did everything I could to make sure that my delivery process and the birthing process went smoothly. And I think I did a pretty good job preparing. Like I said, I worked on my meditation and my mindfulness. I did breathing exercises. I ate the dates. I did everything. And when we got to the hospital, everything was ready to go. We were set up. I was being induced, given the fact that I was 37 weeks and two days, I think, at that point. And it was recommended by my specialist that I go ahead and give birth. So I was in the right headspace. We even brought a diffuser with us with lavender and I had the playlist and it was, everything was awesome. <laughs> Obviously, you can never really fully prepare for a birth. Honestly, it's like a whole nother life experience. It's a game changer and it's, it's like you're outside of your body. It's crazy. It's wild. I, I don't even know what it's. I don't know. I feel like at times I might have blacked out. And I'm going to tell you all about that at another episode. But what I'm trying to get at is that I ended up having an epidural. Because, fuck, this shit is painful, okay? It's awful. I, I was like all about the breathing and shit. And I had the ball and I did that and I relaxed and I, it's not enough. It's really painful. The contractions are awful. So I had the epidural. And I started feeling better, of course, as things went by. And then I forget how many hours later, I give birth. And, you know, as soon as both of my babies were out, it was like the epidural just magically stopped working. <laughs> and so I started feeling everything, which I think is pretty normal. But something that tends to happen that a lot of people don't talk about is that one of the effects of the medication coming in and then leaving your body 
is the shaking. It, it causes like this weird like shaking. Some people get really cold and I was super cold, both when the medication got in and then when it was leaving my body. My teeth were chattering so badly that I had to bite down on the blanket just to keep them from breaking. I swear I thought they were going to break because I couldn't stop shaking and it was awful. Like when I tell you that I didn't feel like I had any control over my body, and I think it was a combination of probably anxiety and just worry, the sadness, the happiness, the everything that was going on around the birth of the twins, that I was just in, in a weird headspace there for a while after they were born. So my husband was like, well, what can I do? How do I help? And I, I was looking at him like, please do something. And they gave me more blankets and they gave me water and nothing was helping. And I kept asking the nurses, like, can you do something, please? Like, I, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. It was weird. No, no, it's normal. You're going to be okay. Just breathe. So then my husband was like, why don't we meditate? And I'm thinking, um, okay. But I couldn't even do it myself at that moment. I was like, can you please guide me? So he started doing a guided meditation and he held my feet and he had me kind of focus on what my body was feeling and letting go of the tension, letting go of that anxiety. Nowadays, it seems like everyone with a camera and a microphone is a quote, content creator. Don't get me wrong, I love that the internet has allowed so many people to test their creativity, but when it comes to your brand making an impact, wouldn't you rather partner with a seasoned media expert? Because your brand is more than a business, it's a story. So let me help you tell that story. I'm a producer and creative consultant who understands that your online presence should be working for your brand, not against your bottom line. If you're ready to create online video and audio content in English or in Espanol that builds trust and turns your audience into loyal customers, go to maribelqs.com forward slash ready and let me know. I definitely don't remember every detail of that moment, but I do know that when we were done, which was only like six minutes later, I felt 100% better and back to myself. And when I opened my eyes, I, it was like I had transcended, like I had gone somewhere else. I was back to me. And then a few days later, I remember Doug saying to me, you know what? I don't think you could have gotten through that process or through that moment had you not been practicing and working at your meditation for so long, like previously, every day. And I think he's right. Honestly, he was able to get me in the moment, in that moment of crazy anguish and anxiety, he was able to get me to calm down almost immediately with just a guided meditation, a short moment of tranquility. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I really want to share that with you. And like I said before, if you do nothing else in your resolutions list this year, try being a little bit more mindful and try working on your meditation. And back to the present, I am now trying to be more mindful and more aware, more intentional every day in everything that I do. Obviously, that's never easy and I'm never going to be perfect at it. But one thing that I found that's been really hard has been trying to mix in my practice with just being a mom. In the first few months of being parents, obviously, Doug and I were super exhausted and couldn't find time to do much of anything, let alone meditate. 
So I remember that I was telling this to my counselor. I was sharing with her that I found it really hard to sometimes sit down with Renzi and rock him to bed because it felt like it was taking me away from other things that I needed to get done. Look, I know how ridiculous that sounds, but my personality is to always be busy and always be doing something. And I feel like if I'm not being productive, I'm just not a good person. It's this weird thing. So she helped me understand that there are certain things that you can do as a person like myself, who feels like she has to be productive all the time, to incorporate things into my ritual with my son. So for example, now when I rock him, I take that time often to meditate. And it's made a really big difference in not just my life, but I think in his relaxation as well. Because when I sit down to rock him to sleep, I'm no longer feeling guilty for not being, quote, productive, which again is ridiculous, but I'm also sharing this moment with him, sharing this moment of tranquility and calmness and awareness. I have this like baby son music playlist that I turn on. We sit down together in his chair. I rock him. I close my eyes. And then together we kind of drift away. I'm not going to lie that oftentimes I end up feeling a little sleepy and maybe taking a short like two minute nap. But when I'm done and I open up my eyes, he's completely asleep and neither of us is frustrated. Both of us are happy and content and I put him down and it's helped me remember that I need to be in the moment and I need to be present. So it's kind of like a full circle thing. You know, I now use my meditation to be more present with my son and not just with myself. A ver, vamos a meditar. Vamos a cerrar los ojos. Vamos a respirar. Vamos a cerrar los ojos. Relajarnos. Un ratito. Mm -hmm. I dare you to tell me that that did not relax you just a little bit hearing that. <laughs> That's from earlier when I was rocking him for his nap. Sometimes he'll fight me a little bit, but for real, I've seen a big change in how he reacts to his nap time or his sleep time whenever I try to do some meditation along with him. And he has no clue what's going on, but it doesn't matter. It's really about the energy that I'm putting out. So how do I continue the journey? Well, I started meditating a few years ago, like I mentioned before, but I've never really been able to stick with it on a regular basis until last year. So my intention this year is to be able to do it more regularly, even if it's just four times a week, twice a week, sometimes maybe even once a week. But the intention is to continue every week. A little bit goes a long way. And like I said, even 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes a day can take you really far in your practice. Okay, so let's make this a little bit more actionable. I want to give you some resources and things that will help you, tools that will help you in this journey on becoming more mindful and practicing meditation. Here are five of these tools that work for me. Number one, recently, because of a presentation that I'm going to be doing on mindfulness, me and a couple of colleagues created this acronym S. A, B, SAB, which is stop, assess, and breathe. So if you don't remember anything else and you're in the moment of chaos or in a moment of anxiety, remember these three words, stop, 
assess, breathe. What do I mean by that? Stop, okay? Just stop what you're doing, <laughs> drop everything, and then assess what's going on around you, what's going on with you. Assess what you're feeling, what are you receiving, what is causing you to feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. And then take a breath, so breathe. Because remember what I said earlier, when we're anxious or stressed, sometimes we don't breathe correctly. Sometimes we don't breathe correctly even throughout the day and we don't notice it. So take a breath, the deep inhale and the long exhale. Let yourself feel that breath coming in and leaving your body. Start with that. Number two, I often use this app called My Life, and it's really cool because it's free. When you open it up, it helps you check in with yourself. So for example, when I opened it right now, it says, good afternoon, Maribel, how are you? And I get to check in and I can select different emotions and different things that my body might be feeling. So again, it kind of reiterates that idea of stop, assess, and breathe. And I find it cool because it gives you recommendations based on how you're feeling in that moment. So it'll say, okay, maybe you can do a forgiving yourself meditation or a 10-minute yoga flow. It's like very varied and pretty personalized. The free side only gives you a few options, but honestly, I've never paid for it and I still very much enjoy it. You can pay for it and get more options and get longer meditations. And I highly suggest that if you're ready for that, you go ahead and move forward. This is not an ad, by the way. I'm not getting paid to endorse them. Number three. Something that's also helped me in my journey to learning more about meditation is Chopra.com. And that's headed by Deepak Chopra, who is basically like a guru. Um, I don't really know how to define him very well. You can do your own research on that. But anyway, they have a very extensive list of resources on their website. They have created an app. They have classes. You can really grow in your meditation practice through them. I do want to say that you can find a lot of free resources out there if you're just starting and if you're just kind of you know, dipping your toes into this. And I don't necessarily think that you need to spend money or spend a significant amount of money to practice mindfulness and to practice meditation. So just letting you know that. But if you are more interested in growing and self-development, this might be a path for you. Number four, a diffuser. Man, that really makes a difference when it comes to getting a little bit more connected to your own feelings, your emotions, your body, all kinds of things. A diffuser that you can use with scented oils is going to really make a difference in your life. Trust me, whether you can sleep with it or you just sit and turn it on during your meditation. You can also turn it on while you're working. That's the beauty of diffusers is that you can change up the oils to whatever mood you're in or whatever you need the most. For example, in the morning when I wake up, I really need energy. So I use eucalyptus. In the late afternoon, I often use lavender or right before bed, I'll use lavender. Sometimes when I'm working, I like to put on some lemon, peppermint. I've tried bergamot. All of these scents can be very energizing and inspiring to my creativity. And it's not expensive. Uh, they're very affordable and you can use them next to your desk or you can use them next to your bed, wherever you feel comfortable. Just make sure that you are buying organic and fair trade oils, like natural, actual essential oils, natural, like not made with synthetic ingredients. So make sure you read your labels. And number five, I made a playlist 
I don't know if you like to listen to music and if you have a streaming service that you subscribe to, but I use Spotify and I created a playlist for meditation. I'm going to go ahead and share the link to this playlist on my show description for this episode. It'll be on the website as well. And I'm going to put it on my Instagram later on this week. So you can click on that, check it out, see if it helps you. Let me know how you feel after you listen to it. But I find it very relaxing and it kind of suits almost every mood. So that's it. I can't believe I just talked for almost 30 minutes about meditation and mindfulness. Like, Honestly, I thought this was going to be a 14, 15 minute episode. And all of a sudden now it's way longer than I thought. But hopefully it's been helpful to you and let me know if it's brought any new knowledge your way or if it's made you feel inspired or if it's helping you to actually get deeper into your practice because I love learning about this stuff. And like I said before, even though I'm not an expert, I love sharing all the knowledge that I have acquired throughout the years. And I'm sure that there are so many people out there who know way more than me. So please, please, please connect with me on social media at Maribel underscore QS, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also, I'm on LinkedIn and let's chat about this because I am all ears when it comes to learning about meditation and mindfulness. Until next time, I will catch you while you're working on growing through this journey with a courageous mind and spirit. And let me know if you like to learn more about this. We can keep talking or I can bring in some experts, but make sure that you hit those five stars in the reviews if you are able to do that in your listening platform. And let me know why you like listening to Diferente. Hasta pronto.